everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast, Raw Rundown. My name is Adam Glenn. Over there is Dax Holt. This is where we give you the top 10 stories of the week, brought to you by two Emmy-losing journalists. That's right. We, uh, we did not win the Emmy, but we did get nominated. Um, so that's where you get a paper when you get nominated. I got, and I got two pieces of paper up on the wall. Yep. They're, they're framed. See, look, if you're watching on YouTube, there's one of my losing nominations. And then the other one is right there. See, is that we, did you get the framing where there's could be no air in it? So always be preserved. (laughs) No, it's a regular frame. No, you just got it framed. Just a frame. Honestly, it's so easy. If it, anything happens to the paper, you just reprint it. No one will even know. Who cares? I did the same thing with my nom, but um, but it's got like yeah, no. the, the Emmy on it itself is like gold and shiny. So that's the only thing. If you if you if it gets ruined or something, you don't have the cool gold shiny look on it. Yeah, um, yeah. This week we are giving you our top ten stories of the week. Like we do every week. In the middle of the week, we do an interview. At the end of the week, we do our top ten stories of the week. Last week. I was doing the raw rundown from LA. Now I'm doing it from Miami because I am a globetrotter and I love Pitbull. And um, no, I'm here for Art Basel. Dex, are you? Uh, have you ever been to Art Basel? Are you familiar with Art Basel? Yeah, didn't, didn't we talk about this? No, I've I've never been. I've uh, did we talk about that on the phone or on the podcast? I can't even remember right. our our conversations anymore. Um, I have I have been in Florida at the time of Art Basel, but I have never been to Art Basel itself. Yeah. I have never done it before. This is I've been to Miami plenty of times, but I've never done Art Basel. I just landed. So banging this out so I could go to these art exhibits and act like I know what I'm talking about. Um, Do you actually before, enjoy museums and stuff? I don't necessarily. Like maybe this okay. kind of thing because Miami could be a little kind of tricky. Like I won't like – obviously I'm not going to buy anything. But because I can't afford it, but I'm I can be like, oh, that's cool, oh, that's cute. But I'm not going to be there for hours. Um, I did actually go to a museum last week. I went to the Peterson Museum in L.A., the car okay. museum, because yeah. I wanted it for. I wanted. I actually appreciate cars. Like I'm not a car guy, but I can appreciate them. And I wanted to see the original Back to the Future DeLorean. Okay. Something about that. I thought that was just something cool to see the original Back to the Future DeLorean. I have seen it. I've been to the Peterson Automobile Museum myself. They've got the what do you think the of that Batmobile? Place? They've got they get the yeah cool. they got the Batmobile. They got Fast and the Furious. I thought like, that was like a cool thing for me to see. I don't know. I just the Peterson Museum is like one of the few museums I actually like. Oh, I actually enjoyed this. I I could appreciate it. It's a good part of L.A. Are you a museum guy? Hell to the no. And, and I yeah. feel really bad saying that because. Like we traveled all over Europe and everyone's like, oh, did you go to this? Did you go to that? And I'm like, uh, not really. Sorry. Yeah. Like I enjoy seeing like really famous pieces of art. Like we went into the Louvre, literally went, looked at the Mona Lisa and like pieced out. Like I, I like seeing it for that moment, but I'm not, I don't like wandering for hours through a museum. And I know there's so much culture and history. And I'm just like, can't do it. Yeah, I get. Conf- I I live down the street from the Museum of Natural History, and I never went there because I'd be so confused. If is the piece like actually part of history, or is it a remake that you were just trying to teach me a lesson? I just get very mm-hmm. confused over this whole thing. Not everyone at home was like, "When are you guys going to talk about celebrities?" Of course we are. We're going to get into the top ten stories of the week because this week was actually a very fun week in entertainment yeah. news. I actually it was a. Sometimes it's kind of difficult, I'm not going to lie, to kind of put these lists together and kind of look up to see what people are Googling and what's getting the most views. This week was actually kind of easy, um, but fun stories. I like it. Before we get to the top 10 stories, we read your reviews. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? I do. All right. This one says, you so rad. Uh, Five stars. (laughs) These dudes rock. As soon as I heard the first Hollywood Rob podcast, I was hooked listening to these two talk about the behind the scenes reality 
of what it's like to gather and disseminate celebrity information was not only fascinating, but also fun. Their vibe is just so like a cool friendship sitting around discussing celebrity encounters. And it's so refreshing. Love their personalities and how they vibe together. This is the only celebrity news channel that I listen to. And I just love them. Mwah! From Colleen O'Brien. Love it. Colleen O'Brien, thank you so much. Perfect review. Five stars. Say a few kind words. And actually, guys, when again, when you do reviews like that, we'll actually read your review live on air. It's the easiest thing to do. Just go to like the Apple um, and just the Apple podcast, podcast app. Yeah. And then just go put it in Hollywood Raw. Go all the way to the bottom. Say a few kind words. If you've already done it, do it again. Take your partner's thing and have fun with it. Have fun. It's We appreciate it. All right, Dax, on to the top 10 stories of the week, starting with number 10. Number 10, Macaulay Culkin went viral this week, um, but mostly just because of his speaking voice, because honestly, no one had heard it in a very, very long time. So if you've been following social media, you saw that he got his official star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Uh, Paris Jackson was there. Seth Green was there. His wife, Brenda Song, was there. I, I guess, I don't know wife, but mother of his two children, his fiance, I think is uh, what her title is currently, Brenda Song. Um, and he got up and he had to do his, you know, speech as your, your acceptance speech. And it's funny because I felt the same way. Was kind of thrown off by his voice because you realize you haven't really heard much since of he was the age of 10. You know, he kind of like comes and goes a little bit, has done some appearances on um, like American Horror Story. He did a a little cameo there. But uh, for the most part, you don't hear from him. And he almost seemed very uncomfortable being in front of a lot of people having to speak. Like you could tell he was very nervous, which is so funny because you would just assume Macaulay Culkin has zero fear, has been doing this for so long, but he didn't step out of the spotlight for a very long time. and so you saw a lot of people being like, I didn't realize I had no idea what his voice sounded like. Uh, he does sound exactly like his brother, Kieran. Um, but anyway, it was just kind of funny to see all the comments about it. Yeah, I, you know, when you get the Hollywood Hall, uh, Walk of Fame, the star, you actually have to pay for that star. So mm-hmm. I am curious about the money Macaulay Culkin has still. Like, I mean, well, do you think you don't think he paid for his own star? I'm, I'm sure someone came in and got it for him. You think don't so? Don't you think? I don't know. That's I mean, listen, thing. he does have money because a, a buddy of mine lived on has an apartment on Broadway, a sick place, a crazy apartment. Mm-hmm. And he said next door, Macaulay Culkin lives or has lived. I don't think he lives there anymore, but he used to live right on Broadway on this very hot area. Actually, it's right next door, like where Paris Hilton lives, and uh, there's a few other celebrities that live there. So, okay. um, yeah, it's a he was not. I don't know if he owned the place or he's paying rent, but it wasn't cheap. So I don't know how much, like, I know it's mean to say or weird to think about, but I'm like, how much Mac- how much money does Macaulay Culkin have, A, and B, how does he still make money? I mean, I oh, guess Oh, dude, gets residuals, residuals from the movies he did when he was young. <laughs> think about that. Every Christmas comes around, Home Alone is one of the biggest movies that gets played on television. So I am sure his mailbox money is rolling in and it's been rolling in for the last 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But then you got every Home Alone movie. You got Richie Rich. I mean, the guy was the biggest star um, when I was young and you were young. He was the oh, biggest he was thing a, on the planet. He was huge. So. He was massive. He was hosting SNL. He was doing commercials. He was hanging on Michael Jackson. However, those residuals start to decrease over the years. Not if you have a movie that they play consistently every year at a certain time of the year. This is not like, you know, a movie that, like, I got to think Titanic the same way. Titanic is one of those movies they play all the time. But this is a Christmas movie that every time it's on, people will watch. It comes up in the holidays. So to me, that is some great mailbox money. I think what people, most people are surprised by his voice, and I get it, hearing his voice. Like, oh, that's how he speaks. I was most surprised where he was telling it his like he was doing a speech and he was talking about his kids and he had nice things to say about his wife, but he was talking about like, I guess his kids call him Papa. I was mm-hmm. like, are you a grandfather? I was like, what? <laughs> like, your, your kids call you Papa? Like, Oh, 
and these and thank you guys for making these kids know my kids know that their papa is cool. It's like, oh, your kids call you papa? And I thought that was the <laughs> the most weirdest thing of the whole thing. He must um, like right. he must have called his dad papa or something because I, I think that's most of the time when you relate it to something in your life that's and you want your kids to call you that. But it it was mm-hmm. kind of funny and almost a little jarring to make yeah, them sound old. Hey, uh, kids, start calling me papa. Okay, papa. <laughs> uh, how old are you? What year is this? It's the uh, way you say it is so good. Papa. Uh, no, papa. Uh, number nine. <laughs> number nine, Margot Robbie uh, sat down with Cillian Murphy. Um, and they had a whole open discussion talking about Oppenheimer, talking about Barbie, the release dates. And she actually said that, look, during, um, and this was during Variety's Actors on Actors, which was published uh, on Tuesday. They talked. They talked about obviously the phenomenon of their films, uh, but the release date came up, and she said that actually one of the producers had come up to her uh, from Oppenheimer, came up to her and said, "Look, I think you should change a release date." And she goes, uh, "No, if you're scared to go up against us, then you move your release date." And she's she stuck by the release date. She said, "You know what? Honestly." I think these two movies coming out at the same time is good. She's like, people are weird. People like to see stuff. So, you know, and then that's when this whole phenomenon really came uh, about where they were releasing on the same date, pitting them up against each other. And then that pitting them against each other turned into people wanting to now go see both of them in the same day, which became like that viral trend. And, uh, she goes. It was funny. I'm glad that I stuck by my, you know, my gut, my guns here, and said, "No, we're not moving ours," because really, this is what catapulted these two movies into becoming so successful. And keep in mind, the Barbie movie was, I think, the most successful movie like of the year. Uh, it raked in 1.3 billion dollars. I mean, it was just such. Uh, I'm sorry, 1.4 billion dollars worldwide. And it was the highest grossing film of 2023, which is, and Warner Brothers biggest movie ever, which is mind blowing with all the Batman movies and everything they've done. Biggest movie of all time. Yeah. The two movies coming out together, actually, they weren't even competing because there was two different sort of audiences, but it made people want to go back to the movies for that summer. So I think it was actually worked out to, it it worked out for both of them. You know, they're, they're two totally different movies, so it depends on the taste you want to go see a movie that night. I actually just watched like 20 minutes of Barbie on my way to Miami. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah. I saw 20 minutes. Did you watch Barbie yet? Thoughts? Yeah, we. I watched my my daughter wanted to watch it, so we took her. And 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 what were your thoughts on it? I don't know. It was weird. It was, it was weird. weird. Like it, I left the movie being like it had a good message. But I left it also going, why is this the most successful movie of the year? That's where I'm like, eh. Like, it didn't come across as, like, this greatest movie. It came across as the greatest publicity for a movie ever. But that's kind of where I left it. True. It was a very unique style. And I give credit because they took a risk on, like, the style of the film, the mm-hmm. way it was shot and all that, the colors and stuff. It was very bright. Um, but no movie I did see uh, on, the, on, the, on the plane recently because I've been flying a lot recently. I mm. saw the new Indiana Jones movie. Ooh, is it good? I thought it was great. So I thought it was I, great. Is it the best movie ever? No, but I thought it was really like an entertaining movie. So we we actually just had our kids watch. So we were at Disneyland like, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, whenever the hell that was. And we're on the Indiana Jones ride, and I'm realizing my kids have never seen Indiana Jones. Like they have no idea like why this ride is so cool or it's done so well. And so we were like, oh, we're going to watch it. We sat down and watched the first one. Dude, it says PG. That movie was not a PG movie. Dude, it's about there Nazis. Is, there is Nazis in it. They are, they like. The, do you remember that end scene when he opens the ark and the guy's face melts? Yeah. I mean, there's one of the it's, first scenes. He's going through the temple, and the guy he's with literally gets severed through the face with spears and like all kinds of. Stuff. And I'm like watching, it going. This is not a PG movie. How the hell did they rate this a PG movie back then? And you realize that the rating system has changed so much. Yeah. I don't know if I would have had my kids watch it because it's way more like disturbing. And I, I feel like my kids are going to go to bed with nightmares than it should have. Anyway, 
Yeah, it's, it's I, interesting I'm to see a movie see on Disney Channel that has all like swastikas everywhere, and it's like, oof. Um, but I will say, I love Indiana Jones. I'm a huge yep. Indiana Jones fan. The last, the Shia LaBeouf one was terrible. The last one was actually a solid movie. Like, it's is it going to change your life? Is it the best movie ever? No, but you actually enjoy it. But you know, that's just we And no movie also saw. I'm just we're hmm. rambling about movies after we just talked about Margot Robbie. Uh, Dear God, please help me. It's Margaret. Some movie like that. Okay. Um, Rachel McAdams in it. Very cute movie. All right. Random. Yeah, like uh, yeah random re- recent movies by review by Adam. Okay. All right. Let's move on to number eight. <laughs> number eight, Barbara Streisand. Uh, so that she's actually probably never going to make another movie. Um, she is enjoying her time off. So she just released her huge memoir called My Name is Barbara, where she's opened up all about her life. I guess this book took her like 10 years to write because she just, you know, she was just kind of, I guess, felt overwhelmed by moments. She was putting in an, uh, you know, putting in this time and then she kind of got sick of talking about herself and hearing about herself. And so it just took a long time to write this book. Um, but she says, you know, like, I, I don't think I'm going to do any more movies. You know, but this book has done extremely well. It already rocket launched to number two in the New York Times uh, hardcover nonfiction bestsellers list. Uh, It sold more than 55,000 copies in the U.S. in its first week. So clearly people are very excited to read about her her life and her her love story with some of the the men that have come through her life. So uh, I don't know. Probably not a book I'm going to read. Just I'm, I'm not saying I'm not a Barbara fan. I just... It's you know I already I wanted to read I wanted to read Britney's and I I clearly didn't so yeah I but you didn't have to read, you didn't have to read Britney because you basically read it by reading all the news stories on it correct so correct. Barbara Streisand I respect her legend not my cup of tea there is a podcast they do celebrity books where they just talk about celebrities books I'm sure she has some crazy stories she is a legend. She's just not a legend, really, of my generation. So I don't really have a more like, excitement for her. To, does that make sense? She's not uh, my... Yeah. No, she's she's huge. She's had an extremely successful career. Um, you know, it's just one of those people that I've known that she's famous, but I haven't followed the ins and outs of her career that I, I feel like I need to go read her book. But um, it's clearly doing very, very well. Yeah, but no more acting for her, which I'm surprised. No uh, more I'm acting. Su- well, she... The thing is, she wants to, she says that she spent a lot of time trying to get projects made that didn't end up crossing the finish line. And it, I guess it's it's taken a lot of stress and toll on her life trying to get these things made. And she's like, well, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I want to spend time with my family, with her husband, James Brolin. I mean, they've been married 25 years. She's like, why, why am I going to take time away from that to go film a movie? It's not. It's not my thing. I've filmed a lot of successful things in my past. Let's leave it at that. And I, I can get that perspective. At, at a certain point, you know, I want to be to at a certain age. I don't want to be working anymore. I want to just enjoy life, travel around the world, and do nothing. That sounds amazing. She's she's an ego win, egot winner. So she's she's won all the awards. She's done all the stuff. Enjoy life now. What's there to do? Totally get it. Congratulations, Barbara. Enjoy retirement. Very exciting. Number seven. Number seven, not looking good for Cardi B and Offset. Uh, This week, they unfollowed each other on social media, which I love that that is like how we know someone, you know, may not be doing so well in the relationship. They unfollowed each other on social media, which means they're not doing good. Uh, But they've been on and off for quite some time. They've broken up. They've gotten back together. Um, they've admitted that they have jealousy issues. Do you remember he accused her of cheating on him at one point and then ended up getting back together? Well, so this is kind of like yep, the latest yeah. string in them and their relationship woes. Um, so she posted a kind of a cryptic message on her Instagram stories on Monday saying, you know, when you just grow out of relationships. And then she said, uh, I'm tired of protecting people's feelings. I got to put myself first. So... Anyway, you can look into it. It seems like they're not doing good because they unfollowed each other. He also put out a statement on his Instagram story featuring Al Pacino yelling, hey, fuck you, man. Who put this thing together? Me. Who do I trust? Me. So that was kind of like his statement out there. Um, so I don't know. It, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? 
it's uh, this is not the first time these people, these two, have kind of had their issues. You start to wonder what's going on there. I'm surprised the story did not get more gas. There's two things. I'm surprised the story did not make more headlines. I guess did it make some news? Yeah, yeah, but it didn't it did. go crazier. But also, it, it was good. But it didn't go crazy, I think, because people are tired of the, this kind of back and forth between the two. And then also, well, I, I think also think the news stories no, are a little bit bigger. There's no confirmation. So if tomorrow they come out and say, we're broken up, you will get all that attention that I think you are wondering why it didn't get. But right now, it's it seems like these two are just squabbling and unfollowed each other. And tomorrow they could be fine because this is kind of what they do every few months. I still wonder who are the people that are making sure, oh, my God, they just unfollowed them. Like, how do you right? keep track of that type of stuff? That I don't know if there's an app that does it. Uh, well, I think, part, I think you have to know that both of them follow each other. Then you have to know that both of them unfollowed each other. Like, it just – I mean, we follow a lot of celeb news, but I can't true, follow but, that close. I mean, Dex, but in my opinion, it could be something like somewhere in one of their camps says, hey – Leaks it out. I just know, yeah, she unfollowed him. Okay, and then they leak it out. Because I don't yeah. know who could be that invested into them to realize <laughs> that's going on in that relationship. We'll see what happens. True. I mean, these two are kind of open book. They don't kind of hide when it comes to their relationship. So um, hope everything works out. Cardi B is a very nice person. I mean, they got they're, two they're, young kids together. So, like, get it together for your kids. Please. Number six, Dex. Uh, number six, Britney Spears not apparently reconciling with her dad, Jamie, amid his health issues. Um, he recently had his leg amputated. That was a big story this week. Uh, I guess he's had um, like a knee surgery and then there was an infection. And the only way to kind of like get everything good was to amputate his leg. So that was a big story that I, I believe TMZ put out this week. And then... Later, TMZ put out another story saying that Britney basically misses Jamie and contemplated sending him money and wanted to help him out and wanted to kind of reconcile with her dad because of all this health issues going on. And then page six said, no, 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 no. She is not wanting to reconcile with him, that that has not been discussed, that she still harbors very ill feelings towards him. And that not to confuse the fact that she was hanging out with her mother for her birthday, her 42nd birthday earlier this week. Um, don't confuse that with her wanting to hang out with her dad. So where the truth lies in there, not 100% sure. But I do think it is a very positive thing to see her mother back in her life. They were There were photos of them snuggling on the couch. They're, her mom was here. Um I, I I say this to you all the time. I always wonder, like, who's in this for Britney's best interest? Because um, if if you just have a bunch of Klingons around you, like, how are you staying safe? I do like seeing her mom back in the picture. I think people would argue with me and say, well, her mom hasn't had her best interest. But I, I feel that there, there's probably a lot to that story. And there are a lot of feelings. There's a lot of controversy there but i think at the end of the day i'd rather see her with her mother than any of these weirdos that hang on to her right now i was trying to think about is there another the way that goes the, the way with everything happening the britney F spears family has there has there been something similar with another celebrity family because it's like so drama great. Drama, but to this extent, I mean, I guess Lindsay Lohan between the mom and the dad, but hundred I mean, percent. Lindsay Lohan but, is the perfect example of Lindsay being mad at her mom, Lindsay being mad at her dad for going too public with information, closing the door, then reconciling and being friends again and being family again. Like, I think Lindsay's a perfect example of that. It's funny because I saw the photos of uh, Britney Spears' mom. She was shopping at a, a dollar store in Louisiana. I'm like, mm -hmm. how is our paparazzi in Louisiana finding her? Just so happened to see her shopping at a dollar store, and it's very weird because there's not a lot of paps in Louisiana. I'm sorry, there's not. How many paps? You have yeah. to literally go out there with a mission to shoot them because there's no paps there. No one's following them around. That is a a mission. 
but you're just so happened to get the shot of her leaving a dollar store after the story comes out that Brittany has kind of shut off her mom. Like mm-hmm. there's no, like she's struggling financially. It's just, I, do I have any insight, any proof? No, but you have to question. And based from my um, history, as far as do, you know, covering these sort of setup shots and doing this stuff, it's like, mm, you guys are trying to use us as, uh, as a pawn to get something that you guys really want. But Hope this, you know, at the end of the day, I really just want to see Brittany like with her kids, right? Yeah, like you understand, it, her kids are still young. I just want to see her with her family, and I just want to see Brittany. I don't want me to see her perform, but I just want to see her like happy and healthy. Yeah, it's weird. I just, it's just really weird. It's getting to a really like, weird part. Like, if I was Brittany's friend, I'd be like, All right, sweetheart, what we're gonna do first is we're gonna delete your Instagram account. We're just, we'll, we'll even just put it on pause. We're going to put your Instagram account on pause and we're going to focus on just life. <laughs> do we start? And we're going to go. Start a- <laughs> and no, we're going to go and we're going to like right. start, you know, doing some yoga and we're going to start meditating. I, I, I don't do any of these things. That just sounds like the right thing to do. And then, uh, you know, just get, get all on the same page here. We're going to work on rebuilding your relationship with your kids. And then uh, once we're all back on track, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you your password back to your Instagram account. But until then, let's just stay off there. So do you think how the, the free Britney movement kind of came and went viral and became a very big hit maybe was part of the thing that made her being free the most – like the, the difference maker of really getting her free and getting her out of the uh, conservatorship from her father? Did we start I, Britney delete Instagram? Let's start that campaign, Brittany. Delete Instagram and see what happens. Like Brittany, we love you. Brittany, Just delete Instagram. <laughs> freeze your Instagram account. Delete freeze Instagram. your Instagram, please. <laughs> see us in six months. We want to see where you're at. Just exactly. less is more. Start, Let let's start us, that campaign. In our- I like it. Yeah. And I think it should be like, we want some more mystery in your life. That's what we really yeah. need. We need more mysterious Brittany than we need anything else. Yeah, I'm totally serious. Guys, if you're in a private Facebook group off the record, let us know what you think about this. Should we start a campaign where Brittany frees your Instagram? Um, <laughs> Brittany, you free, free like, Brittany from Instagram. That's what she yeah. do. Free Brittany from Instagram. And then she goes to X, Twitter, and then we're like, oh, we didn't think about that one. <laughs> uh, free Brittany <laughs> from social media. Yeah. But I, I, are you guys – I'm curious, is the audience with us where they're like, you know what? No, I want her to keep doing whatever she's doing on Instagram. Or are you like, I'd rather her just kind of focus on other things because Instagram is a little too much. I don't know. Ugh, number five, Dex. Number five, Jamie Foxx uh, got up at the Critics' Choice, I believe it's Association this week, and accepted the the AAP Achievements um, – Sorry, let me tr- let me try that again, Adam. He was at the Critics' Choice Association celebration of cinema and television honoring Black, Latino, and AAPI achievements when he accepted the Vanguard Award. This is the first time publicly he's been out since his mysterious illness. And so he actually kind of like talked about it, but didn't really talk about it. He said, I want to thank everyone. I've been going through something. So didn't get any more specific than that. I've been through some things. And then he says, I cherish every single minute now. It's different. I wish uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't wish what I went through on my worst enemy because it's tough and it's almost over. When you see the tunnel and I saw the tunnel, I didn't see the light. And I just want to be like, Jamie, what the fuck happened? Bro, stop. Like, what happened? Why are we still He's being dragging so mysterious? This on, man. He's really dragging this thing on. I think. Does he want like a big like Oprah interview? Like, what does he want out of this? Why is he he not telling anyone? He's building up. It's it's building up the anticipation for the interview to find out what happened. Mm -hmm. But do we have the right to know, or do we not? In this situation, but but it doesn't mean I don't want to know. Okay, so he's going to use it to when he needs to promote a project. He knew what he was doing. This is not the first time we saw Jimmy. This is the first time he sort of publicly spoke about it. He's been partying. He's been having a good time lately. And during that whole thing, there was just so many weird stories going on and no one knew the truth that I think that 
in my opinion, I don't know this, but I'm just saying, I think he, him and his team liked the people trying to guess what was going on because it built the, um, it didn't really, they didn't need to address it. Let the, let them think what the narrative is when we know, and eventually we will speak on what exactly happened. Can can I just say what I think it is or what yes. it was? And again, there is no proof. This is solely me guessing, guys. Uh, so don't take General this words. and spread any rumors because I don't know. But I Perfect. I wonder if there was some kind of like overdose and then there was treatment afterwards. So there was an overdose and then went to go seek treatment. And that's why he was mysteriously out of the spotlight for so long um, where they're like, oh, he's he's getting care. But like then we find out he's playing pickleball and all that because that's what you do at rehab, right? Like you go and you 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 get your time and you're you're getting clean and healthy. And so this like comeback where we're sitting here going, oh my God, is he's been in the hospital for this long. How how's he not died? Because if you're in the hospital that long in the ICU, there's got to be something really, really wrong. Well, maybe it was he went to the ICU, they saved his life, and then he went to go get sober, you know? Anyway, that is literally me guessing uh, of what what happened because it just no that's a great guess i never thought about that like wait i never really thought about what exactly happened what you're saying kind of at you know supports your mm-hmm. your theory of what happened i mean that's better than my theory i thought you just had scoliosis uh <laughs> oh, that was way better than my theory i was like oh this guy's he's got scoliosis he's going through it but, oh, uh, your theory actually makes sense but i look forward to when he eventually talks about it and he'll probably talk about it once he's promoting a book or a movie that he's trying to get an Oscar. So yeah. um, until then, we'll and we will uh, we will uh, wait. Continue anxiously. to guess. We'll continue to guess. Dax number four, P Diddy. Man, this guy's going through it. Oh God! Another day, another accusation. So Sean Diddy Combs accused of gang raping a 17 year old, uh, like high schooler, and this is now the. Fourth sexual assault claim. So uh, a woman has now come forward saying that she was 17 years old at the time. She was in 11th grade and she has now filed a court filing. And this is according to page six. This is the fourth allegation of sexual assault made against the uh, the music mogul in the last three weeks. And uh, this comes after he settled the first suit with Cassie. So now obviously Cassie's suit opened the door for other people to feel comfortable enough to come forward and, um, and and file their complaints against him as well. And so um, uh, he is now firing back, though. He, he, he didn't really say much after the first couple, and now he posted something that said uh, on his social media, enough is enough. Enough is enough. For the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for the truth. Um, and so, you know, uh, that is his side. And then this filing includes a photo of the accuser who is being named as Miss Doe sitting on his lap um, when he was, I guess, uh, 34 and alleges that the, in the lawsuit that she's suffering from significant emotional distress and feels the shame that have plagued her and her life and her personal relations for the past 20 years since these uh, alleged incident went down. Man. Oh, Do you want to know more details on it? Cause she kind of goes into, she was met at, at like a club back in Detroit, Michigan, back in 2003. Um, she met one of uh, the, the guys that Diddy works with. He put her on a plane and, uh, took her back to New York to meet Diddy. She's got photos from inside the recording studio where you see like PD on the wall. And then um, she claims that um, they gave her something like drugs and alcohol and then um, uh, essentially gang raped her. So So why did Diddy decide to um, settle with Cassie but not settle with this girl? 
well, it was the first one. So I don't know if in his mind, oh, the Cassie one came out and now I'm going to get rid of that one. Plus, on the at the end of the day, like him and Cassie were together for a very long time. So I think that her allegations, they have a lot more weight to them. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that is a relationship he was in for like years. And if she's saying something, then I think that that seems a lot more legitimate than, you know, I can't say that. I can't say anyone has more claims than other ones, but um, I just think that hers have more weight. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, we said it once, Cassie, the day before, you know, Cassie filed a lawsuit. They settled the fo- within 20 hours. I think they probably settled. We said, okay, this is going to start multiple people coming at Diddy. And um, eventually he's going to have to address this. Even though they did settle in that statement that he did about Cassie said they're both happy, you know, like they wish each other the best. It's a, it's a big X on his resume. And yep. it's going to affect them. I think people hang on to things like this. And when they look at them, they look at them like, oh, he did this. He did that. He, you know, it's, you know, you're only, I know this is America and you're innocent until proven guilty. But, you know, with things like this, you're, you're guilty just by association somehow. It's, it just sucks. It sucks for everyone. But, um, I don't know. I think there's going to be more and more stories coming out about Diddy, unfortunately. I think some people yeah. find after the Cassie situation that they could get paid. And how much is Diddy willing to pay? Yeah. All right. It's going to be weird. It's going to get interesting. He's though. got some money. Well, it's going to wait until he gets deposed and find out the truth. And uh, there's going to be some truths to come out. And not all of them are stuff that Diddy wants to come out. Number three, Dex. Number three, Amy Roback and TJ Holmes. Obviously, you know, their love story. We've talked about it so much on this podcast because they were essentially... So, I'm going to say they were caught cheating, but their claims are very different. They said that they were already split, but they were the two, obviously, on ABC. um, And they were later fired from uh, that morning show because of... And it was GMA3 that they were on. Um, because of this whole incident where they were together, they were obviously co-hosts on the show, but now they're partners in real life, but all the, both of them were already married, and it like, just became such a shit show over there at GMA. Well, come to find out, Amy and TJ's exes, and that is Andrew and Marley, are now dating each other, according to sources for People Magazine, that the the two exes are now dating each other, which I think is hilarious. And I can't tell if it's just for publicity or what the case is. But um, I can tell you that Amy and TJ, they've got their new podcast together, uh, the Amy and TJ podcast, where they talk about their relationship. They both claim that they were, were already separated from their exes, both going through divorce filings, Um, And they acknowledge that their big mistake in all of this was not announcing their divorces before being seen together. They said, so it made us look really bad because the world thought we were married, but we were already going through all of the paperwork and all of the stuff. And so it was a really bad reflection on us. It's funny that these two are doing a podcast. I know the first episode, people are going to tune in, but three episodes later are, Who's going to tune in for this? I'm very curious who's going to uh, tune into this podcast. I mean, we said that about our podcast too, but you guys hang with us. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, who's going to listen to this podcast in three weeks? I'm very—I don't know if they have that type of audience or what they do that they think they can make—they can make money on that. With that said, I thought well, what it was else unique. are they doing? Like, who else is hiring them right now? I feel like they're kind of like well, they got paid out. The they industry. got paid pretty well out of this. They yeah, got paid pretty well. Hiring at the end of the day. When you have been a an anchor on GMA, like that is your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like you, that's how you you made it. You are on a morning show in New York. You made it, and now no one's hiring you. So what else do you do with your time? I guess they could get a job. They work for like a New York local or like a Philly yeah, local. They're not going to do mean, that though. I, I, they got to make money somehow. New York City's not cheap. Uh, but 
unique that they did, I think it was like Monday, they announced they're like, okay, we have a podcast. They spoke about their whole relationship and they broke the news on their podcast. The next day, the story breaks that Andrew Shu is dating the other guy, like the, their exes are now dating. So I thought it was, uh, I think it's actually, true. I think <laughs> are dating. I think mm-hmm. the exes are dating, but I think it's unique how they came. We found out the day after their podcast announced. I know page six broke the story. I'm just curious if they broke it because their team approached them. Do you think this happens a lot in like cheating relationships where the exes kind of almost find team up. comfort in each other? Because clearly if the other two people get along really well, then like this, the exes also might get along well just because they're kind of on the same page. Um, do you remember when this happened and there wasn't cheating, but do you remember when Orlando Bloom, Miranda Kerr broke up and Selena and Justin broke up and then they like swapped and Orlando started dating Selena, Justin started dating Miranda Kerr. Do you remember? Yeah, but that was that didn't end well because what happened, no, which we don't talk about, fight. Orlando Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber almost got into a fist fight. Yeah. So no one we don't talk about that enough. Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber almost got into a fight, and there's video of that. That kind of got you know watered over pretty quick. Yeah. How I don't know. The powers of PR, the powers of these huge, powerful people. Yeah, true. It's crazy. Interesting. Dax number two. Angelina Jolie saying she wouldn't be an actress today if uh, she was trying to get into Hollywood at this point. Um, She just said Hollywood is not a healthy place. So she sat down, talked to the Wall Street Journal magazine, and, uh, you know, just kind of opened up about her life um, and said, like, I, you know, if this was 2023 and... I was trying to make it in this industry. She goes, I just, I wouldn't do it. Uh, I would, she said, I would consider acting on stage, but not a life in Hollywood. You know, she's had uh, over two decades um, of, you know, having kind of an emotional toll on her um, because of the intense public scrutiny on her love life. And um, I I guess that is, it's been, it's been rough for her. Right, like I'm not going to say that she hasn't brought some of that on herself at the end of the day, um, but there's a level of scrutiny when you are one of the most famous people in the entire world that I can't even comprehend that level of fame or the stress that it puts on you, and then being a tabloid target and you know dating or being married to uh, another of the most famous people in the world like that is probably not fun. And, um, and she really hasn't filmed too many movies since her big divorce from Brad. I know she had the Maleficent movie, then she had like the second Maleficent movie, but like really she's kind of stepped out of the public spotlight a lot. Um, she did that in the last 10 years. She's what in the last 10 years, she really is hardly acted. Yeah. She did acknowledge, or she did, um, reveal that she did have, uh, Bell's palsy six months before her divorce because of the stress. She said, you know, my body reacts very strongly to stress, which triggered the Bell's palsy. Um, but, and, and she said, even now, like she goes, I locked myself in my house. She goes, I, I really don't have a social life all, at all. And she wants to get out of LA altogether. I think she wants to move kind of to Cambodia where she has a house there and just get away from it. And Again, I, I don't know what it's like to be that famous. And, you know, we all talk about it and we, we glorify fame and money and all of that. But at the end of the day, when you take all your privacy away, it's got to suck. She's also done it all. I mean, sort of like the Barbara Streisand story. It's like, I get it. She's done it all. There's nothing else she could do. Mm-hmm. She's, she was never, she, yes, she's been up for, you know, an Academy Award. She's, she's been won an Oscar. She won Academy. She won an Oscar yeah. already. She wasn't like becoming one of those actresses where she could win those Oscars again. Maybe lucky. She's lucky if the right role falls in her lap, but she's not getting those type of roles or parts. What else is she gonna do? So she would just do a role where she's, you know, the queen. Some random type of role where it's okay. It's a decent payday. It's fun, but the industry's changed as far as I think she's also going to movies focused. financially. She, her niche has really been kind of more like action movies like Salt and Tomb Raider and 
Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was probably one of the best movies. I, I love it's a fun movie. movie. Um, it's it just it, her career took a, a different turn, um, but it's been a she's had a very successful, great career. Yeah, I, I, listen, I get it. I, I her and Barbara Streisand, I get it. They've had good careers, but like I said, Angelina wasn't getting these crazy roles that really could. There are fun roles every now and then, but she's not going to be. She, I would have to gamble and say she would never even be nominated for an Academy Award again. And as an actress who was already nominated, it was like kind of going on a downward slope. Mm-hmm. Um, is she a draw? Yeah, I think she's still a draw, but I just don't think she was also getting the respect the last 20 years that she, or 15 years that she yeah. really kind of wanted and deserved. They kind of looked at her more as a uh, celebrity instead of an actor. And I think that's kind of. Didn't really leave a good taste in her mouth. Dax, yep. the number one story of the week. Number one story of the week, Taylor Swift being named Time's Person of the Year. You know, it's funny when you saw all the other people that were nominated or events or whatever. I was like, if they don't give this to Taylor, like, it will make no sense. This woman had the biggest, like, year of her entire life and... I felt like the entire year we were talking about Taylor and her tour and the movie and everything she touched turning to gold. Um, And and so it it felt very fitting for me um, to see her name on there. I don't know how everyone else felt. Um, I know that you're not the biggest fan on on the planet, but you have to step back and go, she's, she's crushed it. She beat out Barbie. She beat out King Charles. She beat out like all these people. Um, and she really like stimulated our economy with her tour. I mean, she did so much this year that to me, I was like, yep, no brainer. It's, it's a no brainer. I mean, I'm taking my thoughts on her per like out of, I could take that out of the way and just think about what she's done for the industry, the entertainment industry from music to movies, to touring. She accomplished even to the, the news cycle. She, I don't know if anybody can even come close to have a year just like she did. She, she crushed it, and um, yeah, she deserves it. I don't know. There's no other name out there that I think it is even. There's not even a close. It wasn't even a tie. It was Taylor yeah. Swift by a mile. It was Taylor mm-hmm. Swift by a mile. I will say this. So she's in New York right now. I saw these videos of her. Like she's not posing for the paparazzi. But she knows where they are, and she gives them that look where she's like, "Hey, I'm walking. I'm not. I'm not ignoring you, like Suki Waterhouse from Robert Pattinson. But I'll give you that look. I'll get you. The, I'll give you that kind of. And she knows what she's doing. She's works this thing. She can't say she hates paparazzi. They make, they, you know, they, they help make her one of the yeah. biggest stars of the year. So, you know, Paris, I hope you celebrate with the paparazzi on this. <laughs> um, and then she did get into her relationship with Travis Kelsey, which. You know, I think people are fascinated with these two, trying to still trying to figure out if it's real or not. Um, but she just said, look, you know, when it comes to our relationship, she goes, we started hanging out before, you know, you guys saw me show up to that Chiefs game. She goes, right after he kind of wore the friendship bracelet with his number and talked about her on his podcast, she goes, oh, it just felt metal as hell, which, okay. Um, but she liked his his guts and she liked that he really kind of shot his shoot or shoot his shot. (laughs) And, um, and so they started hanging out privately for a couple weeks before going to one of his NFL games. And then um, she goes, you look, you know, a lot of people obviously are giving her a hard time for the NFL showing her so many times during the game. She goes, look, I have no awareness of if I'm being shown too much and it's pissing off people, she goes, what, what it's about is we support each other and we don't care who's there and who's around. So if I show up to support him, you know, that's, that's all that matters. And if he shows up to support me at my concert, that's all that matters. We don't care who's watching. She goes, it's, it's, it takes a lot more stress and effort to hide a relationship than to just be there for each other, which I thought was really kind of nice. Hey, Dax, what's the status of her and Kim Kardashian? They had this beef. They, Kim Kardashian put out, fill me in what happened and where do they stand now? Okay, so in the time 
article, they also asked her about that famous phone call that was recorded and leaked out there but uh, yeah. by Kim and Kanye back in the day over his song Famous where he said, you know, I'm going to have sex with Taylor. I made that bitch famous. And, you know, he claimed that Taylor gave approval to have the word bitch in the song. Taylor said, I did not give him approval for that. Kim later leaked out uh, a video clip where it was edited, made it sound like Taylor gave permission. But when they released the full clip, there wasn't that. And Taylor said, you know, I felt like like that moment ripped my entire career away from me. I was My career was stolen in that moment from me. And she went and she basically became a hermit for an entire year, didn't leave her house. Um, and really had to rebuild her career to where she is at today, which is honestly unbelievable. You know, people were calling her a snake and all this stuff. And then she she used that snake and her reputation to her and kind of like took control of the narrative there. Um, but she's like, you know, Kim Kardashian has never apologized for that video and for leaking that out there uh, and stealing my career away from me. And she goes, and she's made it obvious that she will accept an apology from Kim. Kim has not apologized up until the recording of this episode right now. She has not apologized. She's always stuck by the fact that, um, that, that there was some acceptance on Taylor's behalf for that song. I'm curious to see if over the next couple of weeks that changes at all, because, you know, it's very different when she was married to Kanye and we've all seen that, that was a very volatile, crazy relationship. So I'm curious to see now that she's out of the relationship and now that things have passed and Taylor is literally the most powerful person in the world, if Kim will come out and apologize um, because it doesn't uh, yeah. look good on her at this point. It does not look good on Kim. I think the audience should – I don't know. I, I'm If this story gets enough gas because it's still a little bit new, if Kim will eventually address it. I mean Kim's very good in interviews. And she's, she's kind of, also you know, the family's been very savvy. open book. Yeah. She's very savvy. So I'm, I'm, she's, I think Kim will address it eventually, but we'll hear her side on it. And uh, again, very, I, I you know what though, like, I would also say Taylor is super savvy when it comes to feuds and all of that. So if Kim was to reach out privately to her and say something, I could see Kim and Taylor using this to their advantage and somehow doing some big publicity stunt. Because if you remember, her Taylor and Katy Perry had their big famous feud for years and years and years, and then Katy showed up in one of her music videos. You know what I'm saying? And that was the kind of the, the truce between them. I could see Kim and Taylor having something just to come out on stage. Like, yeah. The next, you know, Kim yeah. Kim and Taylor are holding hands, walking into a party. Like Kim's part of Taylor's friend squad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. We'll just, it's only a matter of when because this is how these people do it. Uh, why, let's not hate. Let's work together. It's teamwork. We're two women who just made it happen. Uh, 2024, let's go. Hashtag. Two, two billionaire um, women. Like, let's, let's. Two know, entrepreneurs. Stro- together, yeah. yeah, all right. Um, Guys, that's the top 10 stories of the week. That's our raw rundown. Thank you guys for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Thank you for leaving reviews. Keep them coming. Please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record, which you guys should join. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Ahura Media Production.